Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Before we get to our interview today, I would like to just remind you that we have the International Sacred Sexual Music Festival happening virtually live stream this year, April 16th, 17th, and 18th. I am going to be celebrating my birthday on the 17th of this Sacred Sexual Music Festival. We have over 20 plus sexuality experts, teachers, demonstrators, healing practitioners, and musicians that we we all can learn from and reflect on a new way to honor our life force energy. So the speakers, the dancers, the musicians from all around the world are really going to get us in touch with the essence of our sexuality. We're going to learn how to live with a new, more sacred sexual energy in times of the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein era. We're going to learn about what different spiritual traditions teach about sexuality, how we can shift our culture to remember when our bodies were seen and known as sacred, why we live in a sex-phobic culture and how to step into a new attitude. We're also going to learn about our sexual life from the recent pandemic and social justice crisis. And we're also going to learn about the greater cosmological, planetary, and evolutionary cycles we are a part of. This is really going to be an amazing virtual festival. I do hope that you will join us. We have tickets for sale now. The link is in the show notes, but you can go to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. All right, let's get to our guest today. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. As many of you know who have been listening this past month, we have been featuring wonderful speakers who are presenting at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival this year. This is a festival that used to be in person, but we are turning it into a virtual conference uh, due to the pandemic. It is happening April 16th, 17th, and 18th, and I have had the lovely privilege to get a chance to speak to most of the presenters. There's over 27 presenters at this conference, three full days. It's going to be amazing. And so this week, we are so close to the conference. It's starting in three days. We're recording this on the 13th, so it'll probably come out right before the 16th. Um, and I'm trying to bring you as many presenters as possible so you can go ahead and purchase your ticket and join this magnificent event. So my guest today is Anna Beaumont, and she brings 20 years of experience studying the voice and its power connection to life, harmony, and vibration. She has an integrative approach and combines the worlds of singing, the chakra system, the energy system, psychology, which you guys know is one of my favorites, and spirituality to help unlock the doors to people's sacred voices. With her training in integrative body psychotherapy and voice dialogue, Anna helps people to, unco to uncover and connect to the profound beauty that lies within. Uh, Anna's sacred voice uh, coaching is for casual and professional singer, singers, as well as people who experience loss of voice, hoarseness, and psychological issues from trauma and performance anxiety. She's open for the likes of Dr. Maya Angelou, Deepak Chopra, and has performed with Tommy Banks and Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Very exciting. Uh, so Anna, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thanks for having me here. It's great to see you, April. Yeah, same here. And, um, 
you know, the other thing too that I wanted to mention is the title of your presentation with the Sacred Sexual Music Festival. We're going to get into that probably a little bit later here in the podcast, but it's connecting um, the sacred voice with the vagina. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Um, this feminine consciousness, really, that is at the root and the heart of what separates women from really being in their, their, their power. I've spent the last, it said 20 years, but actually it's been closer to 30 years, mm -hmm. watching people stand in front of me. So I, as, as opposed to a body worker, I'm somebody who has people stand in front of me and uh, I can, as I'm working with their voice, I can feel where they are and where they are not in their bodies. Wow. And, yeah, like it's like reading palms or something. The voice is a reflection directly from our connection and our, our lack of connection. It shows up in the tone of the voice because the tone of the voice is a mirror of inside of our body's energy field within the dark and the light. The yin and the yang appears. I know this is trippy. <laughs> so the, the, the dark and the light appears through the sound of one note. And that is a reflection of everything within the body. Within the body and the head, it's a, it's a reflection of above and below as they meet at the vocal cords. And it comes out. So in that tone of one note, because of how long I've been doing this, and my studies also in psychotherapy and uh, all of that, you can tell what is missing and, and what needs to happen and what, what needs to be um, penetrated by the voice. Wow. You know, this reminds me and brings me back to when I was in my 20s. I had made a phone call to a therapist, was going through some marital issues. And I left a message on her voicemail. And when she went, met with me, she said, oh, yeah, I can usually tell by a person's voice if I'm meant to work with them. And in my 20s, this was kind of like I was just starting to get into this field. You know, I probably didn't even have my Reiki training yet. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. She kind of planted a seed, you know, fast forward 20 years later. And, you know, I do mental health uh, therapy counseling. Okay. I know exactly what she talks about because I can hear it in, I don't know what I'm hearing, no idea what I'm looking for, what I'm picking up on, but I can hear exactly what she said of when uh, clients leave a voicemail message, if I'm supposed to work with them. And I've had some clients call when uh, I was like really busy and booked out like over a month, but I'd get this voicemail message and I'm like, okay, I know I need to bring her in and I would, you know, make room. So this is so interesting that you're talking about that because I have had this experience, but not knowing what I'm looking for or listening for, but I just know. Well, you know, it's just to elaborate on that. So the, the throat chakra is at the fifth level. It's the fifth chakra. And it's the first moment really where we're in between the heart and the head. It's like a gateway. And it is it enters into the etheric realm. So it's it's like a it's like a Russian stacking doll, you know, those 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 nesting dolls. Everything appears, they stack on one another. <clears throat> so when when we get to the throat, there is a larger orbit of inclusivity for the body that can read into what is happening in the soup of, of the body. And so it gets reflected through the sound of the voice. So it's, it's actually no, no wonder that people 
would maybe rather have sex behind closed doors than actually sing or speak publicly because of the terror. Because it's, it's so clear that the vulnerability appears through, through the sound of the voice, especially when we sing. Because that is, that is when our, our body instrument is actually really challenged and needs to step in. And, and be supportive in the true sense of what that word means, supportive. Our bodies comes in to support the flow of energy like a structure of a cup holding water. Hmm. Yeah, and um, when you were talking there, I had this thought that had come to mind. Ah, it came and then it went. But... Um, you know, with that, oh, with public speaking, right? Isn't right. that that's yeah. one of the biggest fears? Like, I think it even yeah. trumps snakes. Right. Um, so right. Yeah. So when you're saying people would rather have sex behind closed doors than speak publicly or sing in public, um, yeah, and it's one of one of our biggest it's fears. Very so, yeah, yeah, you are really connecting pieces, I think, for us right now <laughs> with, yeah, with yeah. what's going on with the voice. So, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit. How did you get into this? Like, were you always drawn to music and always wanted to sing, or what's your background so our listeners can get a feel yeah, for what for you've sure. been doing? Well, I sang from a very, very young age, and my my father was a singer, and he is eighty five, and he still sings. Um, and so, him and I, he he introduced me to singing, and then. I went to Grant McEwen, I went to college and went into voice. I had already been on stage at that point singing in a band. Um, And then I was in musical theater and I was just dabbling in rock bands. Um, And then from there, I, uh, I got to sing at the Olympics, got to sing David Foster's song at the closing ceremonies. Uh, All of these big events started to happen to me. I, uh, I was chosen by Mary Wilson of the Supremes to go on tour with her throughout Europe. And I became the, the, the first, well, the white Supreme. It was the very, I have lots and lots of stories about that. And, uh, and then I came back home and I realized that I felt like all of this part of me that I had been pushing down from traumas in my early life were starting to bubble up. And I wasn't able to cope as well. And so <clears throat> I started teaching voice just, just, just because I needed to have some stability. But um, I started to heal myself. And as I did, all of this repressed material began to come up. And then I searched for tools to be able to help myself. And then all of a sudden, my students would come in and I would uh, apply that to, to helping them. Um, and so it's really been this learning of how to bridge the world of the above world where the one that everybody sees, and it really is about this personality of the performer that, that most people will dawn for their lives. It's like I'm performing my life and cutting off anything that is messy in me that I don't want people to see. So it's the performer, it's the perfectionist, all of these personalities that come in to protect this sacred energy of our essence. And that's, that's what I had separated from when I was in, out in the world touring and I toured China. Um, I had lots of incredible experiences, but really 
the coming home to my own body and my own voice for myself and connecting to this sacred uh, emotional body and going through so much healing and, and, and it's, I don't think it'll ever end. This is the coming together of, of the refined voice and the unrefined energy that is this sacred, sexual, sensuous energy that wants to inform and imbue the voice and have it be heard and not be pushed aside and made to be perfect. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting what's happening to my voice as I speak to you right now. <laughs> There's uh, this interesting sort of happening inside of me because the performer in me is is being seen and this other part of me is is sort of like how do I navigate what's going on right now and it's really is about creating a wholeness and a relationship uh, 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 this beautiful relationship between the voice and and the vagina and their reflectivity of each other they, they, they both look the same if you put them side by side. There are so many um, comparisons and reflections, not unlike, not unlike a tree uh, reflecting into water. They really do reflect each other, and they need to come home to each other and to um, inform. But this is, this is not something I'm just throwing out. Well, I am throwing it out, but the actual journey back home is filled with um, huge guards and protections, and those those protections um, are really, really visible and audible in the singing process, which is why it's so powerful to work with this through singing and not poking around in areas that are too vulnerable and protected. Uh, we can work with the voice instead, and that's our what that is my way in. Yeah. And so how did you know or how did you stumble upon this sacred connection with the vagina and the voice? So, I mean, clearly, yeah. you know, you're singing, you're performing, you're touring, you're like having all of this fun and, you know, great stuff. But when did it really start to uh, become this deeper spiritual experience that you were able to make the connection with the vagina? Yes. Well, I, I studied a training called Integrative Body Psychotherapy. And that was the first time that I think I knew it on, on one level, but they really came out with it and, and said, okay, the throat and the pelvis are reciprocal in nature. And they didn't say the voice of the vagina, but they said the throat and they are two mouths at, the, at one end, at both ends of the river. And they act like regulators. One opens the other one contracts or opens, depending upon what is being held and protected inside of the system, inside of the nervous system. So really because of my own abuse, I, I, I could hear the disconnect in my voice from this energy. And also uh, I, I had... When in my in my mid twenties, I had a great deal of Kundalini rising. Um, that's been that's been really a huge uh, a huge teacher for for me is this Kundalini energy, and it's never really been friendly. I'm only just now coming into this place where I feel like I can stand inside the tornado of this energy and 
be fiercely holding it in place because it whipped me around. And uh, this is a huge topic right here that I'm talking, that I'm just stepping into. Uh, but I, I realized that this Kundalini energy was um, um, coming straight from my, obviously my root chakra. And as it was whipping me around for years and years, um, my voice changed. And uh, so that got me really excited um, and because of the nature of Kundalini, you have a tendency to wake up the next day. For those of you that are out there listening and you have this, um, you understand what I'm saying. There's a tendency to um, wake up the next day and, and know stuff that you didn't know the day before. So that, that was happening to me a great deal. And I believe that it was really trying to birth the feminine consciousness inside of me to understand the body's energy field from a whole different consciousness. So I have been to work for the last uh, 25, 30 years in breaking down and nuancing every single piece of our bodies in order to understand the, uh, the emotional context of the, the palate inside of the throat in relationship to uh, even going as far as the G-spot and where that is in the mouth and the tongue and how that relates to the belly and the taste of the tongue and how that relates to the sacral belly, uh, to, to the roots that appear in the legs inside of the heart. Everything is this beautiful, beautiful re re reflection above and below that is here to try to have us link together both ends for our wholeness and our enjoyment body, which is sex, but also for our evolutionary paths. So... Yeah, especially this ev this evolutionary piece that Kundalini energy um, has been cooking inside of me for a very long time, and I know a great deal of people are are being rocked by this energy. So I went all over the place there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's it's really interesting. Like as you were describing, kind of like these intricate connections between the voice and the belly and the tongue and, you know, and all that. It's like, you know, as I hear you speak about it and then I'm like thinking and connecting those parts of my body, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I think there is something to this. It's, it's interesting. So let me give you a little bit of a, um, maybe a life example and maybe you can help me out a little bit. Sure. Um, so back in January, so this is really interesting. So well, let me back up to high school. So I would never consider myself a singer and I'm like a closet singer. I will sing really loud in my car, like most people. And when I'm really comfortable around my friends and probably have done karaoke a couple times with liquid courage. Um, right. but other than that, like, again, I feel so vulnerable. Like I wouldn't just like start singing in front of people, you know, and I have so many of my friends are like musicians and singers. And it always amazes me how like they'll break out in song whenever they can, you know, they don't care who's around. They could just start. I'm like, whoa, it makes me so nervous. Um, but so this year I started to um, really embrace and trying to embrace some of my musical talents and just started to learn how to play the guitar. So I'm jamming out with my fiance, you know, um, January. And of course I don't have great posture 
posture yet. I haven't taken any guitar lessons and we're like, you know, teaching ourselves and stuff. And then like two days later, all of a sudden I'm having strange pains in my body. So fast forward to this month, what we're finding is that I probably have some ribs that are out, which is interesting because it's within the diaphragm, right? So I've gotten every test under the sun, you know, making sure like it's not anything too serious. And they keep coming up with that. There's probably some slipped ribs and I just had a really good medical massage and he was talking about my diaphragm and kind of really working on in that area. And I know that, you know, in some of the notes that we have that I've been, you know, reading about your work, you talk about all health issues stem from the oppression of the sacral life force that only wants to move and spread out within us. So as you're kind of maybe hearing the tone of my voice a little bit, and with your knowledge of this is only a hypothesis that my, you know, I had the guitar up like this and I was sitting back on a couch and something possibly could have like moved during that time. But as I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh, this is interesting, right? I'm exploring my voice. I'm exploring singing at home. I'm exploring music and playing a musical instrument. And now like my ribs are out for four months and causing me great anxiety. So how how perfect April, because now it's, now it's, outside of you it's not hiding inside of so the 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 diaphragm is a place where trauma gets held and so the 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 movements of the diaphragm begin to get uh slower and less uh less flexible especially when they're holding something and everybody everybody is holding and trying to hold on and control the energy from below which is terrifying for for people if they don't have any training or context for this. So you begin to express, you pick up a guitar, there's that posture, and then you open up your mouth and the diaphragm gets touched in a whole different way and begins to go, how am I going to hold on to this, this uh, emotion that I've been working really hard to hold on to? Now she's threatening the whole status quo. <laughs> and so the support system of the rib cage which is like the ribs and the trees, the branches holding on to your life force, which is a regulation now of the amount of life force that you are comfortable having in an everyday, every moment experience. Your rib cage and your diaphragm are regulating the amount of life force that you are comfortable with. I'll say that again. And so, and so now you've entered into the music and now the music is going, we need more life force to make this happen. Hmm. And so it's got to allow up more from below, but that's not been the negotiation. That's not the agreement. And so Therein lies the beautiful dynamic uh, that is not a problem. I think that as soon as we think there's health issues or anything, even even with, with my voice coming in and kind of being a bit nervous, all of a sudden it's like the perfectionist comes in and says, we have a problem. We have a problem. It's like, no, we have an opportunity to see now and really look into this material that is presenting itself and a much more available level. Hmm. That's yeah. So, is there is metaphorically, in a sense, uh, with what's going on with the diaphragm and ribs? Would you say that more of my life force is wanting to be expressed and coming out and like pushing against this, um, and 
I don't know. That's... Well, it's, it's, uh, yes, it's the break in the gas. Hmm. Part of you wants, the gas part wants of you, like in all of us, we all want more than what we have. But there's always a break. And it's not, again, to make that a problem. Do you see what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think because of our, our e egoic black and white world that we live in and the fixer in every single one of us and the perfectionist and the critic, it's divided, good and bad. Everything can be met with the holistic mind of, of complete acceptance if we are shown how to do that. And within the work that I do, it's, and I think that we're at a time in this waking up of the world and where we are um, with uh, a great deal of consciousness being, being born, I don't think it's nuanced enough. I think we're in big, giant, sweeping um, statements that don't help. And I think that what, what is really great about the singing voice is it is the teacher showing me the pathways of where things need to open. But it has to be in the right hands, April. Hmm. The voice itself is like a bunch of water trying to fit through a narrow tube. And it needs to be spread out and shown. So your, your, the subtleties of your ribs and how to work with your diaphragm so that it doesn't continue to do what I say with my students, push the beach ball back down underwater. The beach mm -hmm. ball is your diaphragm, right? So, urge. Yeah. Yeah, it's because you know, in everybody, April. It's what's happening yeah. inside of everybody. Because I can see, you know, when you have this experience that feels medical, right, of some sort, or like you're, yeah. you know, a mystery diagnosis, and you're trying to figure it out, there is a part of you that fear definitely comes up, even though with all of the talks that I've done on the Path 11 podcast, all of my own work, you know, like, there's a part of me that's like, is this really emotional trapped, you know, stuff that I have going on? Or is there really something medical? And then when you start to rule out all the medical stuff, you know, it's like, okay, maybe there is something to this, this, um, you know, emotional mind body, uh, connection, but it can also make you retreat to where all of a sudden you're scared to do things or like you don't want to aggravate whatever's going on. So I could see where if there is kind of this, like you said, um, dark and light that are kind of merging together. And I guess the goal would be for it to work in harmony together. That for myself personally, I probably have to be really conscious to not let parts of my life force that were very vibrant before this happened begin to take a back seat and just say, okay, I'm just going to be quiet. And now, because I haven't picked up the guitar. I see. But here's the thing. <laughs> That's okay. And I would make that also very welcome. Every single movement needs to be having the loving arms of the ribs, really, which is what the rib cage does. It holds your, your beautiful life force and expands it. It's, it's the, it's the uh, accordion of expansion. So the pelvis and the legs, the lower half of the body is all about that supportive um, grounding and rooting. But the rib cage is about your expansion. And it seems to me like, you know, potentially the expansion inside of you wants to happen. But again, there is that, that, that break that always wants to happen. So trusting ourselves and, 
trusting that sometimes we do need to sit down and uh, knowing that there is an energy inside of us that will get up from our seats and move us into the right place and not to force anything because really what I believe that has crashed you, um, April, and I think most women, I'll say, is the patriarchal, patriarchal rules of what we're supposed to do, period, and not trusting this feminine consciousness of the movement of flowing energy inside of us that has all the intelligence in the world, along with the masculine, the light masculine, and the light of the voice. So I was going to say something to you, April, about your singing voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so most of the time we're, we're working within a small range of singing, mm-hmm. right? A few notes. And it's those higher notes. There's most of the time people's voices are chopped up, aren't they? Into like, I've got a few notes and I've got this like weird thing that happens. And then I have a few notes down here. And then this other weird thing that happens. And then a few notes. That is the separation inside of us that is appearing through the range of our voice. It, what an amazing mirror wow. to be able to see the whole spine, the mm-hmm. spine of our body. If you turn me sideways, I'm a piano. Every note mm. is appearing in that piano spine. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it really is. It gets broken up because of the pain that gets compartmentalized inside of our spine. And nobody is free of this. It just depends what avenue people are going to use to uh, to try to find that, that, that wholeness and feel what we believe to be unfeelable and allow what has been unallowable to sit with shame, to sit with guilt and not be afraid, this is the new path forward. This is, this, we cannot, we cannot go forward without embracing and putting our arms around everything we don't need to be afraid. Once we feel that one time, we go, oh my God, everything's Okay, I can feel anything. Now, of course, I I believe in the medical system. I believe, I, in fact, I was there this morning too. That's so funny, you and I are both. <laughs> so I, I don't want anybody to, to listen to this and say that I don't. This is, a, this is a wherever people's intuitions take them and to trust their bodies and to trust the systems that have been working for us so far. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it's interesting too, uh, when I was talking about going back to high school, when you were talking about when like you kind of feel that freedom, I was cast as uh, the lead role in a play, 42nd Street. Wow. Yeah. And um, because my English teacher said, I think you should try out, you know, try out for the play. And he made me sing a couple of notes and I never thought I was a singer, you know, and then he heard me and he was like, he gave me the lead. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to sing in front of people first, you know, and like only time, but it was liberating, you know? And my mom was like, 
I didn't know you could sing. I'm like, well, I still don't think that I can, but I don't know. You know, the teacher thought that I could and, you know, and I pulled it, I pulled it off and, you know, had a teacher. So, but I've never done that again, but there was a feeling that I think what you're describing that I probably tapped into very young, like 11th grade, that there was just this connectedness within myself. There was like this confidence, like I couldn't believe that I was doing it. But when I got out there on that stage and I was singing these songs, it was such alignment and carefree and like, Mm -hmm. it was such an amazing feeling that I can still pull to this day that I've never really experienced again. So that is amazing. Yeah. So how do people work with you? So, um, you know, if people want to explore this within themselves, Mm -hmm. do you do one-on-one? I'm I'm assuming you probably do Zoom a lot. Um, And do you work with males or is it just vaginas? Penises too. Okay, <laughs> so funny. In fact, I have a, a new guy coming on Thursday to come and see me. It's mainly women, uh, and I and I also have groups that I work with, which are great because that way people can sing and feel like they don't have to put the microphone on or be on camera and be heard. Uh, that that they can really have that private uh, that private time of exploring their voice with a teacher, but not have to have that sense of feeling like they're being scrutinized or because there's such a strong critic inside of uh, people around their voice, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's incredible. And this is this infection that really need. That's another profound reason to open up the voice and to step into it and to meet the, the, the what has been happening to us all being shamed by the critic, by the, by the judge, by the rule makers, and the, this is what you're supposed to be, and this is what you're not supposed to be. I'm, I'm all about beauty and freedom in your sound, but to get to that is not about perfection, it's about freedom. Hmm. Per, the, the precision and the beauty appears through freedom and not through perfection. And there is a well-heeled path that is uh, here with voice training. I've had years and years and years of decades of, and I still take lessons because I'm still like, oh my God, this is so interesting. Um, Because I seek and long for the light and for the beauty that you felt in your, in those high school 42nd street performance. We, we know that we are touching into the spirituality the oneness we are, and it's all of it. It's the earth, it's the, the feminine, it's the masculine. It is everything coming together through one note hmm. and how it can penetrate through our whole body and an opportunity for us to really, truly surrender through one note can really happen where we have a sense of true oneness, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that I've met you because now I have a voice coach that if I want to tap into this, I'm going to come to you. So that's wonderful. And what's your website? Just so um, our listeners know, and they can look you up and maybe book a that, session with you. Yes, it's AnnaBeaumont.com. And uh, uh, also after this, um, after the Sacred Sexual Musical Festival, I, I am uh, doing mine on Saturday morning. And after that, I will be posting an Eventbrite link to a workshop that people can come uh, and follow up with me if they have questions. And I'd like to take people through some more nuanced and specific 
uh, release work for your voice so mm. that so that the pelvic do we have a moment so I can explain yeah. this one little yeah. thing okay yes, please okay so the one thing that I have not spoken yet is that when we do release the upper when we do let more space happen up here then what happens is we are able to have more space for our sexual, emotional, life force energy to actually come up and be received and be seen into this portal. So it is uh, the analogy that I have that I always use in my classes is, is a coffee bottom, one of those coffee presses. The singing voice, what is it? what it does is it takes all of the pressure off of the system and so that the coffee grinds is a funny thing to say the coffee grinds themselves begin to get more space the ground of our being inside of this coffee bottom begins to get space inside of it this is when it and that's that's the heart chakra the heart chakra is all about space and when we have space that means that the kundalini life force can begin to make its journey up a little bit better up into an open experience rather than a closed throat. So I hope that came across. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think all of us are looking for more of that like expansion and feeling within. And I know my listeners are all about the energy and their chakras and, you know, trying to get aligned. And I bet a lot of people like myself never even thought to incorporate the voice into our healing, right. you know, like, okay, let's, let's do Reiki, let's do energy work. But whoever said, let's sing, <laughs> let's, you know, open up know the yeah. voice so yeah i really hope that this opens up um our listeners minds and people just really start thinking about like when's the last time you sang and how vulnerable do you feel when you know you come into that throat chakra how well are you communicating how are you feeling connected within the body and i would suggest that they try a session with you <laughs> um you know to yeah. see what this is like so yeah i'm really looking forward to your presentation and again like you're presenting on saturday you said so that's yeah. the 17th yeah. and um tickets are on sale now uh, they are 99 dollars, which i really think is a steal for the amount of content that okay. is at this festival it's three days um saturday sun saturday friday saturday sunday the 16th 17th and 18th of april we are so close to it right now uh the tickets can be purchased at sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. So um, if people are still on the fence, go back and just binge a little bit on these beautiful podcasts that I have been doing with the presenters. And I really think that, um, you know, you guys are going to attend and you're going to see these wonderful people and you're going to get a lot out of it. And anyone listening who does attend and purchases a ticket, send me an email, april at path11productions.com. I'd really like to get your feedback after the conference, after the festival, because again, to 27 speakers. It's not just speakers. We're doing yoga. There's sound healing. There's dance. There's music and presentation. So you're really going to be like entertained and well-educated throughout this whole entire weekend. Also, I wanted to mention uh, that there are replays for three months afterwards. So if you can't sit and watch the actual live stream, you can watch the recordings as much as you'd like up to three months afterwards. So that's just a little a little extra for you guys. So again, sacredsexualmusicfestival.com, purchase your tickets and uh, attend Anna's um, 
sacred voice, the voice in the vagina. So Anna, thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you on. And uh, I really, really appreciate the gifts and what you're doing in the world. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much, April. I hope you feel better and we'll see you on the weekend. Thanks everyone so much for listening. Again, I just want to remind you, head on over to the sacredsexualmusicfestival.com website to purchase your tickets for the Sacred Sexual Music Festival, or you can visit pap11productions.com to purchase those tickets. I also want to give you a free code. Uh, This code is actually going to be for PAP11 TV. If you are listening to this podcast, you can actually watch our podcast for free on PAP11 TV, and you can start a seven-day free trial. And if you subscribe, I'd like to give you the code PODCAST30. PODCAST is all in caps, and that will give you some money off for your membership. Path 11 TV has over 100 hours of video, and you can download the app on any device. So head on over to your app store and look for the purple Path 11 TV logo. It's beautiful. I love it. And I know you're going to love it too. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care.